Dolphins NFL. Now here's your hosts, Woot and Y. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Woot and Y show. I am Josh Y. As always, joined by my best buddy, Josh Woot. What's going on, buddy? That's right. That's right. I'm here. I'm here. What's going oh, on? Man. It's been a while. It's been a while, but we, we've been in touch. It's not like we've been... Yeah. Um, we... It's not like this is the first time we've spoken since the last podcast. We're, we're, we're all right. We know what's going on in each other's lives. Yes, but, exactly. Uh, uh, you, the you world, got, the you... world doesn't. No. We, we talk every day, uh, and it's good. Sometimes bad, but it's good. <laughs> um, a few things I want to touch on before anything. Yep. You're a winter person, right? Oh, love winter. Love it. It's so good. It's, it's so good. And people people walking into the office, like, freezing. And yes, it's cold, but, like, my body doesn't feel it's it. It's 12 degrees. Let's like, settle down. You know? Yeah. We're not even in the like, minuses. Yeah. Like, it's still... God, it's warmer than summer in Norway. Like, it's just... Whatever. But anyway, do you... Like, I still love getting really warm, though, yep. in winter. Do you have do you have an electric blanket? Do you believe in electric blankets? No, I, I I don't really need electric blankets. I don't feel the cold that much. That's why I love winter because you know you can always just put another layer on. Whereas summer you can't like just skin yourself. Like you can't escape the heat. It's it's impossible. I tried skinning myself. I tried, yeah. It's just it's not it's not pleasant. No. So, I yeah. There's a, there's a thing right. So like I don't know. Maybe someone out there. I'm sure this happens to other people, right? But so like. I have an electric blanket. I'm a believer in electric blankets. It didn't used to be until, uh, you know, the missus had one. And I was like, this thing is great. Yep. Like, sometimes I miss, you know, trying to warm up the sheets with my own body temperature. But coming out of the shower, being freezing, and getting into bed already at that temperature. It's like a hot pocket. It's it's, it's beautiful. And then you can just turn it down if it gets too hot, whatever. But there's a thing, right? Especially if you're lying next to another person that... You can touch their skin and it vibrates. It's like it's kinky. It's like, yeah, oh, it's yeah, <laughs> I know it's saucy. Just, <laughs> I know. Like if anyone out there and knows what I'm talking about, tweet the hell out of that because it's the weirdest feeling. I can't explain it. It's like even in the instruction manual it says if you feel this, it's fine. Okay. And it's, it's like wow. You don't have superpowers. You don't have superpowers, but you're not in Heroes Reborn. God, terrible series. <laughs> uh, oh god. Yeah. One other thing. Wow. One, no, actually, it's two been two and a half things. weeks since we recorded, and we're starting with electric blankets and and <laughs> one of our favorite things, fast food. Right? So yes, a couple of things. Couple of things. Are you going to congratulate me on um, eating a one kilo burrito in twelve minutes and winning a Nacho Libre Mexican mask? Oh damn! Good on you. <laughs> how did you feel? How did how did the uh... Yeah, felt good. I felt good in the hour afterwards. Like I felt on top of the world. Like Jack, you know, on Titanic at the front, just you know the the the, the penny whistle solo just blowing in the wind. And then I got home and I was like, oh boy, this is not going to end well. But I, it wasn't and too bad. It, come. it wasn't too bad. <laughs> anyway, anyway, all right. So the things that have happened since the ten dollar popcorn chicken bucket, great value. Amazing. Great, great value. Right. Hope that sticks around because that's beautiful. Another thing: Have you tasted the cheeseburger fries from McDonald's? Yes, I am a big fan. Me, uh, me too. Right, I can't stop. It's yep. not good. It's not good, there especially go. especially for the engagement party, my engagement party, which is on the weekend. So yes. I'm just you know trying to hold back on that. Yep. Um, 
also, like, I know it's not a cheeseburger or anything like that, but a dollar for a hamburger at the moment at McDonald's is, you know, not bad. It's not bad at all. And I don't feel, I don't feel as guilty mm. eating, I don't feel as guilty as eat, eating McDonald's when there's no cheese on it. I just feel like, all right, I'm not doing the worst thing in the world to my body. Are you a fan of the chicken Big Mac? Um, I'm not going to lie. I haven't t- tasted it yet. And there's been like two or three occasions where I've psyched myself up to have it. And it's not like I, I feel like I'm going to love it anyway, but it's just like at yep. the time, I don't, like I'm not that hungry. Yep. <laughs> so. I'm going to use fast food as a pivot point to some of the funnier things that happened sort of on our little hiatus. Uh, the Robin Rex Ryan got into a brawl, uh, which now charges have been laid. So what was originally funny is now kind of got real. But, like, Rex Ryan, like, grabbed the guy by the throat in a pub. It was kind of really funny. And I kind of want a reality TV show where we just follow Rex and Rob Ryan doing things. Apart from being on the NFL sideline. That is when it would end. But, like, if they did a cooking show. Like, kind of like, um, you know, Paris and, and Nicole when they had their little uh, tour around America. I wouldn't mind watching Rob and Rex Ryan do that. Oh, definitely. Like, just yeah. absolutely. Oh. Find me up. Absolutely. And then, speaking of food, Zach Benner. But, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the Zach Benner selection from a cult standpoint. But, man, this guy has charisma, man. He is, like, doing all the media rounds for the cults. And he is, like, his Reddit, Ask Me Anything on Reddit, was hilarious. And he created, like, an interesting subplot to is the hot dog a sandwich debate. He said once you add cheese, it becomes a sandwich. I was wondering what your thoughts are on that because I think – I like his train of thought, like thinking outside the box, but I think it's kind of ridiculous. It's a weird train of thought. Yeah. Like I, yeah, exactly. Like I appreciate what he's trying to, he's really trying to find a definition of what a sandwich is before whether a hot dog is a sandwich. And I like that. And I think that that's probably the right approach. Like you define, not try to define what a hot dog is, try to define what a sandwich is. And then if a hot dog fits into that, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. But I think, yeah, he's still wrong. I don't think adding cheese makes it become a sandwich. Yeah. That's yeah. it's definitely something to do with the bread. I feel like a hot dog bun is one piece of bread. Yeah, but I, I so said that more, too and it's then really more it's nearly more a wrap. Yeah. I, I said that thing about the bread to M and she said, Then what about Subway? Because that's kind of like a really long Yeah. No, so. you know what though? With Subway with Subway that's a sandwich because they're just being smart and not cutting it into two separate pieces. Yeah. They're just helping themselves to make it easier and more efficient, which yeah. thank you, Subway. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Thanks, Subway. Hashtag thanks, Subway. Uh, all right, some you more. Want, you, do not, you do not want a hot dog with two separate pieces of bread. That's ridiculous. No, it's a sausage sizzle, yeah. which is fine. But different yeah, type of, you need a different type through. of meat. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right, uh, sausage sizzle to all our American listeners. Google it. Um, also, Google Bunnings, one of the great institutions. Um, been mentioned. Speaking of that, speaking of that, they're talking about veg- they're like they need vegetarian no, options. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, some more of serious housekeeping before we get into the NFL news. Uh, big thanks to Scott Fish. Uh, he is the creator and and the mastermind behind one of the most elite fantasy competitions, probably the most elite fantasy fantasy football tournament uh, in the the world, the Scott Fish Bowl, where there's just a bazillion people in divisions and and all sorts of stuff. So it's a Disney theme this year. Last year where it was like actors or something, and we were in um, 
Patrick Swayze's uh, rest in peace, big fella. Um, we, we always get good people, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's hard because the people that are selected are good people always. But yeah. Yeah, we've got, we Scott, to... got Scott Pianowski from Yahoo in our uh, in our division. So we're in the Buzz Light Buzz Lightyear division this year, which uh, we love. We love Toy Story. Are you a, were you a Buzz or Woody fan? Have you have you have you not heard this story? No, I haven't. About me and Buzz. All right. Well, Ooh. long story long story short, every single person in the world has that one toy that they never got for Christmas. Yep. And all right, when I was really young, Dad took us to like my parents took me to Disney on ice and also I really wanted a Buzz Lightyear. I, wa- I just wanted a Buzz Lightyear I just wanted a Buzz Lightyear toy. Mm-hmm. And they were so expensive. They were just so expensive. So mum and dad got me a Woody toy in- instead. And you know, I was appreciative at the time. I was a good kid and I was like, yeah, this is great. But it was the even it was even a shitter version. Sorry. <laughs> Too late. Of Woody. Of Woody. <laughs> Uh, because the drawstring didn't even pull out. It didn't have a voice. So, yep. oh, my, my goodness. But Buzz Lightyear was the toy I never got, and I, it was on every list have for like you, three have years. Have you ever gotten one? No. Okay. Because mine was Woody, and then I finally got... That sounds weird. Finally got a toy, Woody. Um, <laughs> I finally got a Woody when I hit uh, high school, and uh, it was uh, all Emma uphill from there. The toy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got the, the proper... Woody doll at like I don't know six or seventeen. When did whenever Toy Story three came out, um, Emma got me one, um, and it's uh, it's cool. I just uh, it sits in my old room. It used to sit on the sort of on the cupboard on the side there. Anyways, um, so we're in that division, and uh, we are yeah excited. I love that. I love that. Uh, Scott's in our. Yeah, league, we'll have to get him on the show. Uh, I'll get some bands he's going. One of the most, just one of the most respected, consistent fantasy people out there. So yeah, like, to, good. to put your put your wits against him is can't awesome. wait to destroy you, Scott. And uh, also Justin Twell's in our division. So um, we've been beating Justin Twell in fantasy for years. So we'll be fine. Uh, that's not a uh, that's not a concern <laughs> whatsoever. Smack talk. Sure. We're yeah. good at that. Right. Yeah. All right. So also, on a sad note, Eon Sports Radio uh, shut down while we were gone. Uh, I used to do a regular radio spot on the Lunchbox, hosted by Dan Lonigan and uh, and his producer Luke. Uh, they used to get me on every week and sometimes two, three times a week to talk NFL news and 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 big NFL stories. I talked to Aaron Hernandez, Colin Kaepernick, numerous times, and I appreciate you know giving us a platform to sort of promote our podcast and our brand and it's sad to see them shutting down and I just want to thank Dan and Luke already have uh, personally but this is just to you know if they, if they wind up somewhere else uh, if people can give their support to those guys it was really really good and uh, I think that's it let's let's get into some NFL news it's been that long since we talked to NFL news New South Wales actually won an origin game for God's sakes oh my oh my let's God. do it and what about what about Kefefe <sighs> We can get to that, you know. Uh, I enjoyed the I Origin Cafefe. I think that should be our fantasy name. Okay, we'll come up with. What about Cafefe Box? After the great Fefe Box or Fifi Box? Oh, no? Jesus! <laughs> All right, let's no. get into some uh, NFL let's news. What about Glenn Kofefe after the great 49ers running back? I reckon we're getting worse. <laughs> all, right, all right, we'll keep going. All right, so we're in... We're, good thing is that we took a, took a good time to take a break and not really 
you know, miss much. There was a lot of a lot of dud news stories, and I'm just going to run through some of the just some of the absolute debacle sort of headlines right now. Feel free to jump in, Josh, if you actually think any of this is important or you uh, want to have a say. But uh, this was one from the other day. Breeze is impressed by AP. Called him a stud. Oh my god! No way. Uh, yeah, I, I I reckon that. I reckon he does look good, and he's more professional than like half the running backs that Breeze has ever been with. So that's not hard to believe, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Bill O'Brien falling in love with a quarterback in May. Said Texans rookie quarterback Watson has gotten better every day. Yeah, obviously. That. Yeah. Uh, if he's getting worse, you have concerns. Uh, Fat Rob Kelly is slimmer, feeling more explosive and faster. That's just a, that's just your textbook trope. Like you've never been in better condition. Uh, Zach Brown yearns to win defensive MVP. Oh my god, no way! Man, if you're a defensive player and you're not wanting to do that, you've got issues. And Zach Brown's my boy, and I still don't believe he'll yeah. be even close. Uh, Kobe Fleener trying something new this year wants to wants to start fast in 2017. Wowza! <laughs> Supposed to starting slow. Jags. Uh, Fowler, he says his breakout year will happen. Is he saying it will happen this season? Not, no... not ruling it out. He's saying it will happen. So, well, yeah, hold your breath. Uh, no, to be honest, though, I reckon, I reckon he will. Not necessarily this year, but he will definitely have a year. That I mean, Yannick, I, still have... I mean, Brad Craddock's boy Yannick Nagogwe has already overtaken him as a better player. So, I will, I'm not, not holding out hope. Uh, Morris Claiborne says that he can be NFL's best cornerback when healthy. Come on, you got to be That's kidding laughable. me. Yeah, yep, and uh, the Cardinals are ready to see the best Kandice. Yeah. That's just, sorry, like, that's a weird line, right? They're ready to see, as yeah. if they're, like, if he, if he turns out to be the best one, they're going to say, oh, we weren't ready for this. Yep, exactly. They're on the bench. I don't know. Uh uh, Brashad Perryman impresses teammates in OTAs. You know, yeah. I think yeah. actually that's not a bad one. Um, he he really is the wide receiver sort of one right now, and they they need him to step up. But we'll talk some Ravens in a minute. Uh, Von Miller wants to be the greatest of all time type player. Oh my God! No way! Yeah, well... Yep. All right. Here's another <laughs> one. There's two watts of the NFL, so we're good. We we got we can double the wattage here. Uh, TJ Watt focused. And smart about his studies. Nice. Uh, this one is going to be a favourite for the next few months. Bortles knows he must eliminate stupid turnovers. Oh my God, no way. Good on you, Blakey. Devante Parker set for giant third-year leap. This happens every oh God, season no with young Ex-player. wide receiver. Yeah. <laughs> and Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams falling behind with hip injury. Now, that one's a little bit more... Yeah, actually that's actually serious. I I thought the Chargers were going to get rid of their curse by moving from San Diego, um, but apparently, apparently not. So I don't know what I don't I don't understand curses because the thing that was you know inside Miley Cyrus for a couple of years is now in Katy Perry. So I thought maybe I don't know maybe they need to do some sort of satanic ritual and and maybe pass it on to another team in the AFC West. Yeah, but then like I thought they were cursed last year when they like I mean of course they had bad luck on offense just in general, but like I thought they were I know I know this is defense, but uh jeez, I've gone blank on what his name is. What was their Joey Bosa? That's it, Bosa. Like when Bosa held out, you're just like, Wow, they do really have the worst luck ever and it turned out to be great. Yeah. So 
I mean, it's still early for Mike Williams, and like you know me, like I love Mike Williams, so all right, um, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Just cross your fingers, everyone. Cross your fingers for Mike Williams because you never want to see him release. That's that's your boy too. That's right. Like, Have you still got shares in Katy Perry, or did you sell all yours? I sold all mine after that Migos video where she was just she. I don't know. I I was like, I'm out. I'm done. That cutting the hair. Uh, everything. This and my girl Taylor on carpool karaoke. You're out of here. You're out, Katie. Yeah, I've always been a bigger fan of Gaga. I think she she wiped the floor with her in terms of halftime entertainment. Anyway. Oh, of course. Cool. All right, let's talk some real tangible NFL news now. Uh, all right, so the Jets they're going all in on their scam for Sam. Um, they they the Jets have cut ten year veteran linebacker David Harris. Uh, this week, and they've informed Eric Decker that he'll be traded or released by the end of the week. So, you know, it's the Jets saying, all right, Browns, we saw you 1-15, maybe we can go 0-16. You know, we, we'll, we'll raise you. And their roster is just, oh, it is despicable. It, you look at it, and there's, apart from the punting position and one particularly handsome wide receiver in Chad Hansen, it's a debacle roster. Yeah, and I feel sorry for Chad because this is going to be a long, grinding and like, start to his career. Yeah, but I mean, at least Lockie's going to have plenty like, of reps. Yeah, plenty <laughs> of reps, and he, it's just like, oh god, he'll make more an Im- more of an impact than Chad will. It's just I don't know. Like, yep. I feel I really feel for like especially young players, like for any player that's stuck on these teams where like. Who cares if you get paid? Like, I get it that they're getting paid a lot of money to do this work that a lot of people would do anything to get these jobs. But when you're out there, like, you want to win rings, you want to win trophies, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, they're stuck in a, just a bad position. Yeah. But this, to be honest, it's I think it is the correct way to go. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't agree like, with I, it sort of ethically because it's like, it's just, and you feel for the really diehard Jets fans, but... If you can actually land Sam Darnold, and if he is more the Andrew Luck type prospect rather than the Blake Bortles, there's there's all these different comparisons that he he's somewhere between that Andrew Luck Blake Bortles spectrum. Yeah. So if they can land that guy, I mean, there's a lot of quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson might be coming out as well. So if they can land that, it suddenly turns things around. Yeah, definitely. And I th- like I do think they uh, there's. When I when I look at the roster, they're just it, because it's just so depleted of you know really really big difference makers. They've got especially you know, on some offense. Young, yeah, but they've, they've got some young players that can be exciting and that you know you can look forward to in the future. Especially if like the Jets bring in good coaches to like coach these players to keep them you know progressing and moving forward while you know, through going through your rebuilding three or four years like. That is definitely the right approach. It's just I I have no problems when teams do this. Like like you said, ethically, it's a bit, you know, it's it's really a bit, yeah, uh, it's sketchy. It's just it's, it's hard to swallow because you just know they're like they don't care. They just yeah. don't care what the result is at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, it depletes the product a little bit. But you know, there's going to be players still that are going to be playing their hearts out um, t- to get new deals and and keep roster spots and and show that they're worth keeping. So there's still going to be like they're still they're. Def- they're their starters on defense are like there's some some nice pieces there now that they've got Jamal Adams and they've still got Muhammad Wilkerson and Sheldon Richardson and, and Darren Lee and, and players like that and, and Leonard Williams. So they're still going to have some stout defense, but you just look at their starters on offense and there's just no one there that's really an absolute difference maker. 
Um, their offensive line's one of the worst I've ever seen. And Josh McCowan, he suffered a lot of injuries. I think his career may end behind that Ben Igelana at left tackle and Kelvin Beecham at right tackle. It's just an ugly combination for them. But looking on the other side, like Eric Decker, we love Eric Decker. Um, He's only 30, still one of the best touchdown scorers in the league when he's healthy. He's going to be an absolute gem for a team. Yeah, and like I know, of course he would improve the offense. There's no doubting that he would improve the offense. But obviously because like there's – they're not in win now mode. I, I appreciate both the Jets saving that money and, you know, focusing on the future and going to, you know, that money rolls over or whatever. And also I appreciate it for the fact they're going to let Decker at still 30 for a wide receiver, which is still okay yep. to, you know, go out and test the waters. And, you know, De- Decker could still be serviceable for heaps of these teams. Like if he, if he finds you know a good landing spot in just one of these, you know, he, he could go anywhere. He could go Arizona, Pittsburgh. Like, who cares where he goes? Like, yeah. A team would just be like, you know, he's a great red zone target and a good route runner. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I do. You mentioned sort of like it's the right way about it for the Jets. I do hope that they keep Todd Bowles. I, like, I still think he's an okay coach. I just you need to keep stability there. Um, if you're going to get rid of someone, it, it's going to be Mike McAgnan to restart the build build from scratch. I feel like Todd Bowles is his is a good head coach and you know he, he he probably will get fired after this and he's probably the favorite to be the first head coach fired and he'll probably be one of those coaches kind of like Hugh Jackson that when he finally gets his second chance in a few years he'll be better much better for it in in the long run but I think it's smarter if the Jets hang on to him because if you're making too many changes as we've seen with the Browns over the years when they just keep wiping the slate clean you get no consistency and you find yourself rebuilding every three years. Yeah, and I, to- I totally agree, and especially if they bring it. See, when they they bring in someone else, and then they want to put their own new spin on the team and everything yep. like that. These players that they've been nurturing and coaching for all these years, yep. this coach this coach might come in and have a different opinion on these players. He hasn't seen who's been working hard all these years yep. and things like that, and then they might fall down the pecking order, even though they've been working hard so hard for so long. Yeah, exactly. I agree. So tough times for. For Jets fans, uh, definitely the favourite now to, to have that number one overall pick. Uh, definitely the worst roster in football. And speaking of that, hopefully we can get Lachlan Edwards on in a few weeks to talk about his offseason. And uh, he's uh, he's becoming one of my favourite followers on Twitter. He, he tweets he tweets these things that sort of irritate him when he's out in public. And, like, you know, he had a go at someone for something about the movies the other day, someone talking about the movies and all that sort of stuff. It's, 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 good, you know, it's good fodder. It's good stuff to talk about. Uh, all right. I, I hate people that talk in the movies. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fight you in the street. You come out, you know, exactly. Uh, all right, uh, Chiefs released Jeremy Macklin. So we've got Eric Decker on the open market, and now the Chiefs have released Jeremy Macklin. They did that earlier. Um, it was a bit of a surprise move. Um, you know, Andy Reid attended Macklin's wedding like two weeks ago. That, uh, that, when savage. I when I heard that, I was, I was completely just dumbfounded. I was like, uh, I mean, I know at the end of the day it's a business, and who knows what went on behind the scenes, and yeah. if Andy was going to him and say, you know what, look, it's, you know, the, the the franchise is looking in a new direction. I think it's best if we release you now, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. who knows if that conversation went on? If it didn't, and he went attended their wedding, and then two weeks later he just calls him in and says, hey, Jeremy, 
we might have to do something about you. <laughs> that would be really cool. Yeah, oh, it, it is um, a little bit savage. I'm happy for Macklin because now he actually has a quarterback that can throw it deep. You know, He doesn't have to run slants and screens all day. He can actually find a real quarterback because Alex Smith's not a real quarterback. And uh, I think it would have been nice to see Macklin with Pat Mahomes, but again, he has had some injuries and he's been on a little bit of a decline. So I totally understand why the Chiefs are getting ready. And they're in one of the worst cap situations of any team. Uh, I can't remember the guy's first name, but he's a cap expert. Good follow on Twitter. Surname's Corey, C-O-R-R-Y. He he said that they've got the most cap commitments of anyone in the league for the 2018 season prior to the Macklin move. So the Macklin move saved them $10 million next year. But cap-wise, they're going to have to get rid of Alex Smith next year, and that's why they drafted Pat Mahomes. So it's a little bit of a change-up on offense. Pardon? Is it Joel Corey? That's it, Joel Corey. Thank you. Uh, good follow. Really smart um, salary cap expert. Um, so that's kind of another reason behind it. Uh, the Bills, Sean McCoy said that he's recruiting Macklin. He had a visit. He's also visiting the Ravens today. So in true Wooten White fashion, he'll sign with the Ravens, uh, you know, maybe an hour after we finish recording this. Um, so uh, good, finally a deep threat for uh, for the Ravens and a proper wide receiver. There you go. They should, they should, they should get Macklin and Decker, and they'll be. Sweet. If you're a team right now, like who would you rather, Eric Decker or Jeremy Macklin? Uh, really good question. I probably would. It, it it really depends on the team. It depends on whether you need. Yeah, that's a good. You know, a deeper threat or a red zone target because I think they're both different. But if I if they if you needed both positions, I would probably pick Macklin. I, I'm a little bit opposite. I'd go Declan. Uh, Declan. I'd, I'd merge them together. <laughs> I'd go Declan. Merge them. Yeah, why not? Declan. Uh, Jarek. By the Declan. way, uh, Andy Reid, I watched Monsters University the other week. He reminds me of the dad in Monsters University, the squid. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Josh, Josh yeah. I have not watched Mon- Monsters Inc. University or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, Monsters I'm University. Sorry. Don Carlton is the guy's name. Um, Google him. Looks exactly, and he wears a polo <laughs> shirt, green polo shirt. Looks exactly like Andy Reid. <laughs> Fantastic! All right, we mentioned the Ravens. Uh, they had they had a tough couple of days last week in OTAs. Um, Dennis Peter suffered a dislocated hip at OTAs. He's going to undergo surgery and miss the entire season. Uh, looks like his career is likely over. And then a day before that, um, the young cornerback Tavon Young tore his ACL, and he'll likely miss the 2017 season. Uh, that's a tough blow. Uh, Tavon Young was a really good young player, especially inside and out at corner for them, and, and really stepped up when Jimmy Smith uh, went down last year. But luckily they've got you know Brandon Carr, and they drafted Marlon Humphrey, and as I mentioned, Jimmy Smith. So their secondary is f- still fine with Tavon Young, but it, a rough couple of days for the Ravens. Oh, extremely rough. And, I mean, the season was already kind of looking, you know, I feel like it was the same as last year. Every single year, it's, there's huge question marks around the Ravens, whether you, whether or not you think they're going to go well or bad. And this one kind of had the same feel about it, but it's, you know, it's gotten off to a bad start. Like. It's it's a weird, it's a weirdly constructed team. Uh, their defense is going to be one of the best in the NFL. They're really deep. Their depth is amazing. But you look on offense, and it's hard to see how they're going to put up a lot of points. Um, they need Macklin and Decker. They, <laughs> they need Declan. Uh, De- that's the new... Jarek, Declan. If, <laughs> if they uh, sign together at the same team, that would be great, and we've already started the nickname. Highly unlikely, 
but we'll wait. Just call him Declan. I like that. <laughs> All right, a very uh, Ravensy theme here again. Uh, Elvis Dumerville, former Raven, signed with the uh, 49ers during the week. Uh, it was his only visit after he was cut in March. He had a foot issue last year, but he's a he's an elite playmaker, elite pass rusher when he's healthy, and he'll uh, he'll serve as their Leo rusher in their new four three system uh, over there in the 49ers. So. You know they're a weird team as well in terms of their their rebuilding, but you know they're doing it the right way. They're, they're developing a pass rush first, and then uh, using that to sort of help build their defense and help out their you know inexperienced secondary. Yep, uh, I agree. I mean, the, um, what was I going to say? He's still got plenty of gas left in the tank. I reckon. I just yeah, he's, and he's just that he's that he's just that like that mongrel kind of player. Yeah. That he's. He, he's I know it's it's hard. It's it is really hard to like describe him. He's just like he's just that. He's relentless. Weird. Like he just like he just finds ways to get to the quarterback. Like he just, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It is hard to really explain it. But he just like even if you think you've got him covered for a couple of plays, he he just sort of pops up in these situations and and just changes a drive all the time. Yeah, and I think. Like I think with these young players that the 49ers have, especially on defense, Elvis Dumerville, you know, as experienced as he is, is a good, um, you know, personality and head to be in that locker room to like kind of you know help yeah. give that guidance to those players. So help our it's, boy it's like, uh, like Solomon it. Thomas. Yeah, boy. Yeah, and and given that they have they, they have depth with like Buckner and Armstead that they can situationally use Dumerville. They don't have to wear him to the ground, kind of like what the Ravens did. Uh-huh. Uh All right, as usual, every off season the Browns make a series of moves. They acquired Calvin Pryor from the prior from the Jets in exchange with inside linebacker Demario Davis, and then Demario Davis will slot straight in and replace David Harris. Um, you know, Pryor was rumored to be on the. Tr- on the trade block uh, for a while, but then the Jets went back-to-back picking safeties in the draft, so uh, it was pretty clear that they did not rate or, or think much of Calvin Pryor. Uh, it's it's a bit of a sideways trade, a, a player likely to get cut for a player likely to get cut, but I just want to say I love play-for-player trades. It's cool. Really? Yeah, it was cool. Uh, you, you don't see it much. Yeah. It's exciting. Because yeah, uh... you don't have like, to worry about the picks think... and all that. You can actually say, oh, I, who won that trade based off like the next year or two? Yeah, all right. I agree with you in that aspect. But at the same time, it's just like they're like Fry who never really lived up to anything. And then like Davis is just uh, like he's just a he's just a guy. He's just a body. Uh, yeah. We'll wait and see. I mean, I, I, I think Browns have already won because like Pry has upside. Yep. Oh, right. yeah, and a much younger player as well, and they can yeah. bring him down in the box and play linebacker alongside who they just re-signed, Christian Kirksey, four years, $38 million. I love, yeah. I love that guy. Same. If he played for, like, a big team, that would be called a bargain. Um, so I saw some people knocking this deal. I was like, are you serious? Like, he is going to be phenomenal in Greg Williams' defense. Yeah. He plays all downs. Yeah. He's great. All right, um, all right. They also acquired Ryan Grigson. <laughs> Yay. His butt. I don't know. I got to start doing He's, squats. You know, three steps forward, you one step him, back. You, you watch him slay it, man. Yeah, I'll say this. He was a good scout when he was a scout. He, not a great GM, but, you know, I think he can um, help out. And maybe 
maybe here's a conspiracy for you, Josh, as I play the. Ryan, Ryan Grigson was implanted into the Colts organization by the Cleveland Browns to swindle them for the Trent Richardson pick and then ultimately get fired and run the Colts into the ground and then lure Ryan Grigson, then the Browns lure Ryan Grigson back after he gets fired. So you're saying this is like a five-year plan? <laughs> a five-year plan in which the Browns went like 2-14, two and, two and 3-13, and 4-12, all, all to just get an extra first-round pick. For Trent Richardson. One of the great conspiracies. Alright, that's good. Alright, uh, speaking of conspiracies, Victor Cruz. Um, he's not really a conspiracy, but his last couple of seasons are a bit of a myth. Uh, he was signed by the Bears to a one-year $2 million deal. Uh, he'll join Kendall Wright, Marcus Wheaton, and Ruben Randall on an Alshon Jeffrey-less receiving group in Chicago. They stink! I don't know what to say. I feel sick. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's all we'll say, right? Um, yeah. All right, the Colts signed running back Christian Michael. Uh, thoughts before I weigh in? Um, I mean, Christian Michael's, it's, it's, he's a weird player. Like, not that long, like, it, it really feels not that long ago that, you know, he was the future running back of the Seahawks. Like, it was, it, it, I mean, I think it's good. I, I, really think it's 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 fine um yes he didn't shine um brightly in green bay yep but that's also partly due to you know just the the random stardom of uh, montgomery so it's just like hmm. yeah I, I i think to be honest i think it's it's fine for the cops especially because you know like gore is getting on and I, I mean i know they have they have other players at the position but like yep. christian michaels is a good guy to just have in there. Yeah, he's talented. Like, yeah. if it doesn't pan out, it's it's a May signing, you let him go. Like, you just roll with Gore, Robert Turb, and, and Marlon Mack. But if he actually exceeds yeah. expectations and starts playing well, like, he could be a really great situational back, you know, to take over and give Frank Gore a rest if he picks up the playbook. That's always been the issue with him. So, you know, uh, we keep saying this might be his last chance, but, you know, after being after shining and then still being pushed around, this really is like Christian's Michael's like last chance before, like he just becomes like the next CJ Spiller where he just gets signed every May and everyone's like, Oh, he's got potential. But you know, cause I feel like that. I was yeah. CJ Spiller now every off season. And every, and, ev- and everyone drafts him in the fifth round of the fantasy. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I think this, to be honest, like, even though Philly's backfield is probably slightly deeper than the Colts, like I still would have loved him in Philly. Like yeah. he's just he he is still one of those players that you're just like you know he could he just could explode again. Yeah. Like you don't know because especially there was times when you just thought, damn, like, like he shot out really, of a cannon. Yeah, it's like who cares if Marshawn's gone? Christian Michael's here, but oh. <laughs> By oh. the way, Marshawn looks so badass in Raiders colors. It's amazing. God, I know. I know, I love it. We should both get we should both get Solomon Thomas jerseys and, and Marshall Lynch jerseys and Marshall. Yeah. All right, there goes the budget. Uh, all right, uh, and <laughs> and our uh, lucky jerseys as well. Yeah, we we got so many that we need to get. All right, our last little bit of mu- news 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 until we get into the uh, mailbag. Uh, just some quarterback news. Uh, so. Kaepernick got brought into 
into a visit by the Seahawks. I don't want to dwell too much on Kaepernick because I feel like it's just there's a different Kaepernick debate like every single day at the moment and it's just it's unbearable on Twitter apart from like Michael Jordan and LeBron like comparisons. That's what Twitter is the last week. But Pete Carroll said that the Seahawks decided not to move forward with Colin Kaepernick but mentioned that he's a starter and, and a really good quarterback but then they proceeded to just give Austin Davis a contract. Which is hilarious. It's just so weird. Like, I just don't understand it. If you, if you want to, if, if he's a starting quality player, why haven't you, why, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Why not, why not get a starting quarterback as your backup? Like, how like, good That's is a that? dream. Like, so many teams would be so much better off if they actually were in that situation. Uh, I, I don't get it. Uh, but anyway, uh, Teddy Bridgewater as well, he threw, um, a few undefended passes during positional drills on Wednesday and has been looking better and better each day. And then Chargers receiver Travis Benjamin, yes, he still exists and he's still in the NFL. Um, he said he he's saw Johnny, <laughs> he said he saw Johnny Manziel recently in hopes that his former Browns teammate will get another shot in the NFL. So my question is to you, Kaepernick, Bridgewater, or Manziel, who will play a regular season snap first in the NFL? Uh... Oh, yeah. I will Good go... question, eh? I'll go, I'll... It's between two. I'll go Teddy. Yeah, I, I really feel like teams are just ignoring Colin Kaepernick at the moment. Um, it's crazy. Um, and Teddy's the one I... coming off this severe knee injury, so it's so so weird I to know. think that that... I think, I think Teddy, depending on... like we Minnesota's one of those teams with question marks, too. you got no idea how they're going to go. But if, if they're struggling... And you know Teddy, the the, the arrows pointing up. Who knows? Like it, if they're on the, if they're on the the brink of like playoffs and they or like and they meet and they don't think Bradford is the way to go. Like who knows? They might throw him in there. But I don't know. To be honest, I don't think any of them will play this season. Possibly. Like. Yep. I don't know. Uh, you know, mentioning Johnny Manziel though, right? That would be one heck of a story. Like yes, it yes, it's just like it's Johnny Manziel. Everyone laughed, but God, it would be it would like it would be one of the craziest stories in the world if he turned his if he t- like it'd be a great story if he turned his life around and somehow got another shot. Like it'd be, yeah, I'd love it. I'd, we, imagine he was successful. It would just be crazy. Yeah, thirty for thirty. You'd need you'd need like Tiger Woods to win a major to sort of unseat that, right? Oh, it would be terrific. Yeah. All right, it, that would be one of the best stories ever. I feel sorry for Tiger Woods a little bit. Oh, me too. I know that's bit. weird. Like, you know, he laid his bed and, and slept in it with multiple women. But, like, I do feel like he the back injury With an electric thing, blanket. Yeah. <laughs> the back injury thing is, is really harsh. And, uh, you know, he did have a zero alcohol reading. So he was right about the prescription medication thing, which isn't, like, it's not any better, but it's not, like, reckless. Like, drink driving is, like, disgustingly reckless. Like, that's just silly. Like, you just call an Uber or a taxi or or whatever. Like, there's so many ways you can get home these days. So, um, anyway, it is time for our mailbag. You, 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 you got mail. You, 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 you got mail. You, 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 you got mail. You, you, you. Goodbye. All right, let's blitz through some of these. All right, this one's from James via email. Who do you want to see in Super Bowl 50, 
two. Um, obviously, Colts Eagles is the dream, but let's ignore our teams. Um, I'll go with Steelers Falcons just because I like to see a lot of points, and I think that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, to be honest, I I kind of I really want to I want the Seahawks to get back to how they were. They're just like, I just really like the hype around the team when they start getting that mongrel about them. And then I would still just like to see them and the Patriots have a rematch again. I just think there's so much, like, I mean, even though, you know, it's the bandwagon bowl, it's just the, that there's just so much hype around those two teams. It's just like, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's pretty much what the NBA finals is. It's just... We'll get to that in a minute. There's a question about that. Um, all right, this one's from at Sing for the Day, our uh, our best mate from Alaska. I'm I'm trying to read this now, and I'm like, what? Okay. What? So earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, and tsunamis have Australia underwater in 72 hours. There's a mass evacuation from Australia. We have a choice of three planes: one to Tokyo, one to Moscow, and one to Manila. We've got to choose. I'll go Moscow. I'll go Tokyo. And do you know why? Since we moved to Audio Boom, our uh, listenership in Japan has grown 130%. So, ni hao. Is that Japanese? Kidichiwa. I don't know. I, uh... Can I just say, all right, if I had to pick a country as in, like, one I'd most like to live in, I'd probably pick Tokyo. But in regards to surviving and things like that, I think Tokyo is far closer. There's more people likely to go to Tokyo, and Moscow is, like, way up there. Yeah, it's like, pretty safe, no, like, in terms of, like, land no mass. That's yeah. right next to the middle of Europe, so that's fine by yeah. me. All right, um, this one's also from at Sing for the Day, and you'll probably be better ad- uh, adapt? Uh, I don't know uh, what that word I'm looking for there. I'm going blank. Uh, favorite, or not favorite, any non-football summer reading suggestions, or winter for us, but summer for uh, our buddy in Alaska. You're more of a reader than I am. Jeez. Uh non-football summer reading suggestions. <sighs> I've been That's watching good. I've been watching a lot of film and TV the last couple of weeks um and I I thoroughly recommend a French film called 2 Days One Night with Marillion Cotillard or whatever her name is the the one that uh, Brad Pitt cheated on Angelina Jolie with apparently allegedly um good film good film uh, well, without context of knowing what he enjoys, besides that we know he enjoys sport, I'd probably if it, if he wants if he wants sport, I'd go with uh, probably the Big Book of Basketball by Bill Simmons. Is still it's great. Like he won't finish it for a year, but it's it's terrific. There's a LeBron book by uh, Brian Windhorst that has been getting absolutely amazing reviews. Yeah, there you go. So that's sport covered. If you don't want to read sport... Uh, the King James Bible. Yeah, Bible, Quran. Whatever. Stuff. Yep. No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. I'm put on the spot. I can't think of a single book I've read in the What last are you reading right now? Three what am I reading right now? Yep. Nothing. Nothing right now. It's, okay. all, it's all House of Cards. Okay. Good. Another fine selection. I'm also watching Twin Peaks. Um, good stuff. Not right. good stuff. It's crazy. It is insane, but I am enjoying it. All right. Uh, I love the nostalgia of it all. Uh, this Orange, one... Orange is the new black tomorrow. Okay, there we go. Uh, and I finished Flaked, uh, Will Arnett's uh, Netflix show. Pretty good. All right. Wait, it's... This is the second season. Yeah. 
I haven't, I haven't started that one. Yeah, it's good. It's only six episodes, so you can pretty much finish it after tonight if you don't want to sleep. Um, all right. Uh, okay, so this is from RJ Ochoa, and it touches on basketball a little bit. Is being down with Lael Collins joining the Cowboys' offensive line, given how great it was when he joined it, but then upset with KD joining the Golden State Warriors, hypocritical? He said his mentions were on fire because of that statement. Sorry, is being down with it? Yeah, so being okay or happy with Lael Collins joining the Cowboys' O-line, but then upset about KD joining Golden State Warriors, hypocritical? Uh... It's care. it's really uh, hard. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard comparison because like an O line joining a team of an O lineman joining a team of twenty two yeah. like players or eleven on on the field, and then like yeah, and I love it. It's also a career defining player joining a career defi- like a a, yeah. a decade defining team. So. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's it's a it's, I guess it can be a little bit, but not really. Like. Uh, I'm, I'm the complete opposite in this scenario as well. Like, if anything, I'm more hypocritical. Like, I'm more down. Like, I, I'm down on the Cowboys and Collins thing, and I'm fine with KD joining <laughs> Golden State. Like, I don't. Contrarian Woot. Look, I, like, but the, the, game honest, today, like, the game today was fun, but it's like, uh, like we know, like next year we know it's just whoever the Warriors going to play. It's like it's just too predictable. It's boring. It is, but at the same time, like we're seeing a team right now which is like. I know we're, this, we're LeBron lovers, but at the same time, we kind of have to look at it the other way. Like, I'm slowly changing not what team I'm supporting or anything. It's more just like I'm, I'm seeing Golden State and I'm thinking, like, where we say that about LeBron and how LeBron, we, we should be backing LeBron to see, you know, the best player in our, in our time because, the, like, at our age, we didn't get to watch Jordan. Like, yep. so we wanted to, we want to see LeBron do all these great things. But at the same time, if LeBron can't do them, we're seeing this Golden State team, which, you know, oh. might be rivaled again. Yeah, no, like, yeah, exactly. Totally. Like, it is good and bad. Like, in hindsight, we'll go back and we've witnessed the greatest ever basketball team. But, you know... If they, if they win, if they win their next game, they're undefeated through the pl- uh, playoffs. Yeah. That's just... That's sweet, unprecedented. Sweet, crazy. Yeah. All right, uh, yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Uh, from at Quag Sport, why haven't KFC brought back Mashies yet? Mate, Quag Sport, good question. I was a fan of Mashies. That I'll, Mate, I'll me and that. me and Quag Sport have started a bring back Mashies campaign. Um, so uh, oh, we've been well, doing it for three weeks. Like a lot. Get me involved. All right, we'll start tweeting. Bring back Mashies at KFC Australia. Everybody. Um, yeah. All right, there's a, there's a you poll what, question. Don't, don't even worry about that. Go get the hot chip um, nachos from uh, Guzman's. Oh, my God. Food. I didn't even talk about that. We, oh, <laughs> Guzman, you are. Be still my heart. Uh, all right. Uh, from uh, a friend of mine, Shahidi, uh, he uh, he Facebooked me this the other day. He said, what's the best flavor in Neapolitan ice cream? Chocolate. Chocolate. No. Hand down. I agree. <laughs> all right. Uh, Scott, However. Yep. However, right, I, I love vanilla milkshakes, big shakes, but when it comes to ice cream, get the hell out. If there's no yeah. flavor, I don't yeah. not want You can do ice. more with vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, this is from uh, at Sportrepreneur, regular guest, uh, bold prediction extraordinaire, Scott Langford. He said, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, has a really weird <laughs> foot. Uh, which NFL player, past or present, do you think would have the grossest looking toes? Vinatieri. Uh... <laughs> Not a bad answer. I reckon he'd have a pretty mongulated foot. I reckon 
do it. Like a, a non-kicking player? I've got a weird one for you. Go. Tom, Tom Brady, right? And hear me out. Because... His, boots? Yeah, yeah. Well, hear me out. Because he, <laughs> he has to have something on his body that's ugly, right? Am I right? And... Uh. Maybe. Ugg boots makes a complete sense because he's covering his feet up. Like, we'd never see his feet. He's the Ugg, like, cover those disgusting, hideous and toes. That's the, that's Buy the Ugg definition. Boots. His Uggs. Yes, his toes are Uggs. I think that's the perfect answer. I don't I don't mind that. I Like, I do think a quarter, there must be a quarterback with a... Like, I reckon Big Ben's feet wouldn't be... Oh, they might be huge. <laughs> Is that because his name's Big Ben? <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben's feet... I reckon would be, you know, quite. I reckon actually, I reckon Vince Wilfork's feet might be a little average, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. This one's from at Big Dog Whips. He said, "Our thoughts on the Cousins situation and where do we think he will wind up?" Uh, well, Schefter reported that contract negotiations negotiations are actually improving and they're going well at the moment. So I reckon he'll stay there. Yeah, I I agree. I think 49ers are the only other possibility. Uh, if Kyle Shanahan can sort of woo him and, and talk him into not signing that deal, but that's kind of illegal. So, uh, yeah, I think he'll end that's up... That's called tapping up, Yeah, and that is yep. not... All right, uh, Big Dog Whips Double Sorry, Down. Sorry, that question, that question would have been really good had that information not just come out about him. Yeah, I, I apologise. We were supposed to do this show on Monday, but um, some family... Not not my family, but about to be my family. You know, as I'm as you know, I'm getting married next year. But um, Emma's family, there's uh, some things going on, and we had to sort of move the podcast. Nothing too serious. I appreciate everybody uh, sending some tweets and things uh, as to why we had to push the podcast back. So thanks for uh, thanks for the thoughts. Thanks for the question, Big Dog Whips. He doubled down as well. He he wants to know our early thoughts on Brandon Cooks and Willie Sneed after uh, you know Brandon Cooks being traded to. The Patriots. I don't want a. I don't want a bar of cooks in fantasy this year. I just think there's way too many mouths to feed in New England. In saying that, I love Willie Sneed's value because I feel like Mike Thomas is going to get overdrafted, and we know Breeze shares the ball. I agree. I think uh, to be honest, I think both their value has gone up. I think Brandon Cooks will get tons of the ball still. I still think he's going to get tons of the ball, but it'll be inconsistent, and I don't like that. No, I, I prefer, yeah, a, a bit of a flaw in my week-long uh, fantasy, but some matchups are going to be great for Brandon Cooks in terms of uh, DFS, for sure. Yeah, I, you know what, though? I, like, like, in, like, the whole running back situation every season at the Patriots is just like, which one do you pick, and if like, or do you need more than one because every single week they pick a new running back? I feel it's going to start becoming the same way with the wide receivers. Yep which is just a nightmare for fantasy, and I mean just a nightmare for other teams in general. And, like, yeah, unless you are privy to what Bill Belichick sees and he, he knows what the matchup is this week, like he, he will look at it and say, all right, I like Chris Hogan this week against X corner, and it'll be a big Chris yep. Hogan game. Um, or next week it'll be, oh, yeah, Edelman's the matchup this week. I'll go Edelman. So Yeah, I reckon Hogan Hogan's an exception, though, because he just kills everyone. So, oh, he's, whatever. Yeah, he's uh, um, just... Yeah. He's a hero. Hogan's heroes. Uh, all right. Sure. On the back of the infamous ATN podcast, Dalton Scale, uh, who would be... Sorry. I feel like he says what would... Yeah, the question was what would be our list, but I, I, we don't have a, a spare 30 minutes to sort of list our list, but we are going to talk quarterbacks with uh, 
uh, Kean Fahey, who does a quarterback catalog uh, for Football Outsiders every year. I'm going to speak to him at the end of the month about sort of he just charted every quarterback's pass last year and, and written 40 pages on it. It was ama- It's an amazing read. Uh, so we'll talk to him more in depth about quarterbacks. But in terms of like who we thinks like the middle of the line quarterback, that's I could I don't know. That's tough. Uh, I don't think Dalton is. I think Dalton's above it. Yeah, like, but if you start listing quarterbacks, like he is definitely in that sort of oh, he's thir- in that thirteen range. to fifteen range, which is your middle of the line. I'd say probably Alex Smith. Oh, maybe. Uh, so you can't you can't say a rookie because there's too much upside. There's just like That's, you know what I mean. Yeah, it, it's got to be a veteran, and it's got to be yeah. I don't know. It, it's tough. You know, regular season Joe Flacco, not postseason Joe Flacco. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I think like it's definitely and they they sort of hit the mark on their podcast. They talk Dalton, Alex Smith. They uh, talk Sam Brad Sam Bradford. Yeah, I I I think Tyrod Taylor would be around that mark too, um, because he has these games where he's amazing, and then he has these games where he's really bad. So it's hard to like. But there's like five or six sort of middle of the pack quarterbacks that you could that you could put. You could even go with like. Last year's Eli Manning season, like that was pretty average. He just had great weapons around him. Yeah. Ah, uh, he's he's way under. What about Ryan Tannehill? I always think he's kind of around that that mark. Yeah, you know what? There there just needs to be uh, a basket just where you throw them all in. It's just <laughs> it, it it is hard because I mean once it gets to that number, you you know pick and choose any given week who's gonna yeah. You, you say a basket. I think a washing machine's probably better. You just there's a, there's about five or six quarterbacks you put in the washing machine. It doesn't really matter which one you pull out. Yeah, nah, we'll go with that. Uh, all right, last question before we uh, finish with a little special game. Uh, this is from the Andy Carlson show. Uh, the world had to go a year without coffee or booze. Which would you take away from society? Um, I would take away booze. Yeah, for... same. Definitely, definitely. Like, I mean, the coffee industry, like, I, how many cups of coffee do I have a day? I, like, I can barely function anymore. Like, yeah, I mean... it's ridiculous. And, 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 uh, to be honest, I really used to just think that I was just such a beat-up on coffee. Like, as if you need coffee. Like, ah, oh, man. In the morning, I struggle without a, a, just a cup of coffee, like a caffeine hit. And also, like, the coffee industry as a whole, like, people... It's like, you know, other countries where, like, their entire, their entire, you know... Yep. Uh, what about wine industry, though? That's a lot of jobs as well. Oh, yeah, you're right there. I just did come back from the Hunter Valley, so I do know that it is yep. quite a big industry. Uh, yeah, but saying that, like, the countries that it does affect more in regards to coffee are, um, like, lower economic status yep. right. countries. Plus, it, I mean, for, it affects overall, overall productivity. Because without coffee, I ain't I ain't working as hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Definitely. Plus, coffee. You gotta. I, I mean, coffee. there are some nice there are some nice alcoholic beverages, but coffee is. Yeah, shrink. I I definitely need coffee more in my life than booze. I don't really care about society. I'm just being selfish. Smells way better. Yes. Well. All right. So in the in light of the mailbag, and thank you everybody for your questions. Uh, very much appreciative. Of that, uh, that, was, that, was, that was a variety in there. I like it was that. good. Yeah, that we was mixed good. it up. Thank you, everyone. I mean, what podcast talk is about Mashie's Willie Sneed and 
flights to Moscow. You know, what a what a range. And Shaq's and foot. Tom Brady's toes. Yeah, amazing. Um, I got pushed in the direction by someone to check out the check out uh, this Would You Rather uh, on Reddit. There's a Reddit board with just Would You Rather questions. And I thought, you know, it's the off-season. What else are we going to talk about? Uh, five, five, ten minutes, wrap up the show uh, with some Would You Rathers. So I'll start us off here. All right, would you rather have an extra $200 a day or an extra two hours a day? 200 bucks. Yeah, but you can do a lot more in two hours, you know? You know what? I it, it really depends on my situation. Can yeah. I can I change later on, or do I have to stick with one for the rest of my life? No, you, you, this is it. I uh, pick two extra hours then. But really? saying that, like two hundred dollars, a lot of money. <laughs> Shut up, idiot. <laughs> right, right now, right now, I pick two hundred dollars a day. Yep. But I know in the future, like I could pick. If I had to pick it for, for yeah, that's see. I mean, if, I know these questions are. This is the point. Maybe yep. you toss and turn. And you don't know which one, but. I feel like those two extra hours a day, I'd waste them, wouldn't use them to sleep or anything, and I'd just be, I'd be even more tired come the next day. Yeah, okay, you sold me. I'm gonna go money too. So you'd take, you'd take an extra fourteen hundred dollars a week. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we could get married twice. There you go. But does like, does do we get more money in the future, like inflation and stuff? Or? I don't know. No, it's just. Just an extra two. All right, God. All right, they're just they're simple questions, man. All right, would, I know, would you sorry, rather man. get one ten-second shower per day or one seventy-second shower per week? Oh, that is so hard. That's a great question, right? That is great because you can't really adequately like wash yourself or your hair in ten seconds. You'd have to nominate like you'd have to pre-shampoo your hair before you like walk in, you'd have to designate, alright, this is the day I'm going to wash the hair, like, or these are the days I'm going to wash the hair, for, for a guy, anyway. Um, Josh, like, I know I know you don't want this, but can we still, like, wash our face in the in the basin and stuff like that? I, like, I, I'd imagine you could just, yeah, you know, you know, if you get a bit hot, you, you splash some water on your face and stuff like that, yeah, that's fine. No, you're cleaning! No, alright. You can still uh, frank, man. You, you ever franked? I'll go ten seconds. Yeah, same. Uh, you ever franked? Frank's. Frank. It's like no. this. It's like this mud product thing. It's great for your skin, no. bro. Be one with the earth. Right. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, would you rather have a conversation with your future self or past self? Future self. Yeah, same. Like I'd just be like, all right, who won race five at Ramwick next week? And my current self would know that I'd that I'd ask that question. So, like, my future self would immediately have the answer. I wouldn't say, "Oh man, I don't know that." Like, geez, you're killing me. And technically, and technically, the future self is already talking to the past self. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, well, Inception. All right. Okay. Last question: Would you rather be friends with Ross from Friends or Ted from How I Met Your Mother? Ross a thousand times over. Ted's a pain in the ass. Controversial uh, opinion. How I Met Your Mother? Not that great. Um, seasons one to four, but maybe five. Good. The rest of it. And Ted's, I get it. And Ted's probably the worst character on the show. Yeah. It's kind of like Entourage. Yeah. We love Entourage, but the main character's the worst one. Ah, uh, yeah. He, I think he's got... Yeah. That's just by default. Every, I know, but it's it's weird. Because like, you still root for Vinny. Like, you go up for Vinny. Oh, yeah. So we, we love Vinny Chase. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just difficult. Whatever. Yeah. 
I'm going to start texting oh, photos cool. of my calves to um, Johnny Drama every day until I get a compliment. I've been sending him um, almonds. Almonds? He loves, he loves a good almond. He does. Anyway. He does. All right. Um, that's that's the. What did you think of the uh, would you rather questions? I like the would you rather questions. I appreciate the mailbag questions. It was it was good, and good uh, like like you said, it was a good couple of weeks to take off because you didn't miss that much. No. And in the next coming weeks, we're gonna, it, you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be finding out where Macklin goes if yeah. it if it indeed does turn out to be Declan, which we're we're really hoping for. Yeah, we love uh, or, big or, fan or of Declan. Mackler. Or Mackler. Mackler. Declan. Like Declan's a lot better. Uh, yeah, and we've also got plenty of guests lined up in the coming weeks, as we mentioned, uh, Lachlan Edwards, CN, Faye, and uh, always like Shannon Furman. Uh, we're going to speak. To, we're going to get on and speak to about uh, Hard Knocks and All or Nothing, and you know, I really want to get the inside scoop on this kicker battle between Roberto Aguayo and Nick Falk. I think it's going to be a sneaky, under the radar Hard Knocks story of our lifetime. Oh damn! I'm yeah. I'm following the Donny Jones Cam Johnson saga at yeah, the moment. Uh, Team Johnston all the way. I know, and I love John. I love Donny. Yeah. Sorry. Do you, Donny Jones or uh, is it Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Donny Jones or Donny Darker? <laughs> You're an idiot. Donny Donny Darker. That's, the most, that's one of the most ridiculous questions you've ever asked. Me. Oh come on, mate! It really is, and you've asked me some weird crap. Uh, I have. Big fan of Donnie Darker. <laughs> Big fan of Donnie Darker. <laughs> a movie or the punter for... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, any last words before we uh, head off? Um, one thing. I saw an advertisement today for our local putt-putt, which I thought had closed down. You and I need to go head-to-head at putt-putt. All right. We'll, uh, we'll arrange a golf day. I think we... I think we should have two rounds, and we live tweet it hole by hole, and you know, get comment like we'll live commentate our own okay. hard part. All right, I uh, I'm, I'm down for that. Uh, all right, we'll uh, we'll lock that in. Is that the one on? It's um, been a while. Is that the oh, one on Blackson Road? Sorry. Is that the one on Black yeah. off Blackson Road? Okay. Yes, it is. Also mentioning that road. Actually, I'm not sure if it is that road. Did you know Sizzler in Campbelltown is the only Sizzler in all of Australia? I mean, all in New South Wales. Let's let's do golf and then Sizzler. Just uh, one last time. It's the only New South. It's the only Sizzler in New South Wales. It's probably the only one in the world. (laughs) No, there's about. I reckon there's about five or six left, but they're all closing down in Queensland. Really? Because Queensland's like so behind us. Like they still have Lone Star in Queensland. (laughs) (laughs) Like Lone Star. Queensland's where you go to get nostalgic. You're like, damn, yeah, I'm back in the 90s, baby. <laughs> right? No? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. All right. Like okay. Well, um, why, is the pu- why is the putt-putt weirdly Egyptian-themed? I, don't, I never got that, but anyway. No, that's just... Uh, there's just different... Yeah. There, isn't there different periods of time yeah. throughout that? I don't know. It's a, it's a Wild West theme. You're an idiot. Okay. <laughs> I just remember the pyramid hole, that's all. All right. That it's the most difficult one, right? It's yeah, it's the pinnacle. Pun intended. All right, uh, that wraps up the show. You can follow me on Twitter at jynfl. You can follow Woot at Woot etc. Or search Solomon Thomas Fan Club. Nah, I got rid of that. But oh. yeah, it was that for a while. Wow. I was getting DMs about that. It's like, is this the official? And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> true, true fan, you are. 
Lasted two yeah. weeks. All right. Uh, you can follow the show at Oot and Why, and you can listen on Audio Boom, iTunes, Stitcher, and uh, iHeartRadio. Trying to get us on Spotify. We're working that out as well, uh, so you can listen on Spotify. Please give us a like on Facebook, The Oot and Why Show, and iTunes reviews. Peace. Bye.